ladies, gentlemen, and podcast fans around the world, welcome back to Better Than Most Things with your hosts, Sean and Max. Hey, thank you very much, Producer Mr. E. Thank you. We're back again. Show us your nipples, host Sean. Uh, It's kind of a process right now. You know, I'd, I'd have to pull up the shirt and then the bra, and Come it's just on. a whole thing. I don't want to do it. Yeah. No way. Just people want to fuck. Fuck you. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, did you, you show us your nipples, huh? You fucking. <laughs> I'm not on trial here. Uh-huh. Okay, thank you. Uh, um, Burden of proof. So, um, I know this is our podcast, but I want to talk about something that happened on Shaq's, on Shaq's podcast. So, it's kind of a weird story because, like, we're talking about a, something that Shaq talked about on his podcast, but let's just pretend we were on his podcast and we could talk about it. So, I was about to um, say, Jack like, recently... they'll let anybody have a podcast these days, but then, you know, us. So, never mind. I know. Yeah. Like, I wish there was, again, we got in early. No one knows that we were dubious bakering when no one was cool. Okay. Anyway. Um, so, Shaq on his podcast, um, he was explaining that gorillas, when he goes to zoos, the uh, gorillas freak out when he shows up and they want to fight him. I totally believe it. He is an imposing fellow. He's huge. I imagine he towers above all the other people in the crowd. <laughs> the gorillas. Not like, yeah, he is seven feet, uh, one inch. It says, and do you know how many pounds he is? Ooh, I would guess he's um, upward of. Th- I'm gonna say three fifty. Mystery. I'll go with uh, seven one. Man, nah, he's like, he's like three ninety five. 325, according to this article. Okay. 325. I would have thought more. I, I, that's why I wanted to ask you guys, because my mind, I'm like, I was like 400 pounds or something. Because he's a beefy well, dude. I know dudes that are 300 pounds that are 6'2", so, you know, yeah. you add another foot. <laughs> right? So I, I thought he could easily pack on more, so I thought that was crazy already. But um, So, yeah, so Shaq was having a conversation about if he let his hair grow uh, gray, that he'd be a silverback gorilla instead of a silver fox. <laughs> and then this led to this conversation about... The gorilla ness and he, and so evidently I didn't know this either. It says uh, Shaq is a huge zoo aficionado. He's mm. really into zoos, and uh, he says um, I've been to every zoo in the world, and every time I go to the gorilla section, look at me like, hey man, where you're fur at? For real, for real. That that's how they look at me. <laughs> they also look at me like, what are you doing in here? And you, out, what? Why am I doing it here? And you're out there. And they all go crazy when they see me. <laughs> flipping out and stuff like because like you know what's funny is like i think normal people when they see shack flip out because it's like oh my god it's shack like it just you know he's a piece he's definitely somewhat like a presence oh like, i get where you're going with this like the gorillas you know, see him on tv and they're like oh, it's yeah. Shaq. exactly yeah, i don't think okay. they think of him as like a, as, as like an enemy they're more like oh my god it's shack like i'd freak out if i saw shack i mean i'm not even a fucking basketball person but everyone knows shack he's like the lovable giant guy well yeah like, you everyone, everyone knows him yeah exactly but i still think it's hilarious that he's he's been to every zoo in the world that's a that's a bold play yeah every zoo in the world i mean in the world bro i mean he is shack, though. he could do it how many zoos are there in the world though the oh, world bro? thousands right is, is it just some... <laughs> thank you thank you i was i'm sitting there going like maybe official maybe there's like official zoos but like come on there's like every like there's like orange county like shitty zoo or something i'm telling you right now he hasn't been to all of them there's ten thousand. okay yeah, yeah there's exactly. just no way i believe he's you know been to a fuck hole ton. in the wall zoo in thailand or in an alley yeah, somewhere exactly. that he yeah, hasn't I mean, been maybe it's not part of the zoo board it doesn't have its official zoo card or something it's, yeah it's, it's all san diego right. zoo he classifies zoo he's i mean i definitely believe he's been to a bajillion but i 
Right. Now it's all of them. So anyway, to back up his claim, though, he actually they actually called animal expert Ron McGill, the communications director for Zoo Miami, and supposedly zookeeper to the stars. Go fuck yourself. Um, and <laughs> I don't know, just whatever. Uh, so what I like, zookeeper to the stars. Michael Jackson's monkeys, or is it Justin Bieber has monkeys now? I don't know. I, don't know. I didn't look too much into that. I just like he said, zookeeper to the stars. I'm like, okay, I'm sure you are. <laughs> if someone does like Shaq's hair once, like hair hairstylist to the stars, um, and uh, so what he said, uh, Ron McGill, the zookeeper guy, uh, he said um, that the gorillas are intimidated by Shaq. Uh, the gorillas get intimidated, and uh, they look at Shaq and think that Shaq is going to take away his girls, and they get tight lipped and try to stand up and make themselves look as big as possible. What does that have to do with that? I was do. But at the end of the day, he backs off. He knows who's boss. And Shaq added that it's the same at every zoo. Uh, every zoo in the world, they go crazy. They try to break out the damn thing and try to fight me. That is awesome. That is so cool. I w- right? Is it just gorillas? Like, ah. That's what they're saying here. I mean, I'm sure other, maybe other monkeys already. I, I wouldn't even say monkeys. Like, yeah, I'm thinking I'm like, gonna... like, if he walks up to a giraffe, is there some sort of reaction from a giraffe? You know, like. <laughs> Why? I don't know, because, no. again, he is an unusual human being amongst just they see throngs of people every day. And all of a sudden you got this seven foot giant like I'm sure he, he gained some sort of reaction from other animals as well. Seven foot giant like he's seven foot one. They've probably seen six foot five people. You think the the, the draft's like seven more inches, blah, like oh, yeah. flipping out. Oh yeah, yeah just I can't handle this. Anteaters, definitely- giraffes, polar bears, <laughs> all of it. The whole the whole gambit. They're all freaking out. But versus like the gorillas, they're almost seeing like every human is like a potential. Like I could I could take this guy. I could take this guy. <laughs> so when they see Shaq, they're like, oh wait, maybe I can't take this guy. Holy crap! Versus I think giraffes are just more like that's just another one of them. One of them. <laughs> corn feeders or whatever they give the giraffes <laughs> they're all they're all corn feeders to me man i don't give a damn you know giraffes fight with their head right oh yeah they, they just, fight they with their just head. swing their heads around and those little nodules on the top there bust them open yeah and like the dude on dude fights they end in like the, the whoever lost though the winner gets to bag them it's true it's i'm true. Giraffes, they do gay stuff uh, when they fight. They they fight to like with their the head slaps, and uh, then whoever lost, he has to submit. Be the the dude, he has to submit to the to the other guy, and they and they bang it out. Damn, that's like real dominant shit. That's uh, it's a re- it's, it's a known nature. giraffe thing. <laughs> I don't know why I know that. See, little tidbits. I just happen to know. Keep those away. Wouldn't be you know math formulas. But that stuff I remember. Well, speaking of minds. I got a fun story here out of China. Chinese scientists have developed a robot that reads minds. Okay. Right. This story does suck. (laughs) (laughs) Boo. Boo. Page. Next. Skip. Okay. I have questions. Okay. All right. So this this robot reads minds with a reported accuracy of 96%. Maybe it reads like mental pathways or something, and it's gonna be something stupid like think about turning the light on, and then it goes, "You're thinking about turning the light on." Yes, ninety six percent of like, the time it gets it right. right it works that you're thinking about turning the light on, which would be cool if that was actually what it was doing. So this whole study you, comes from a uh, domestic peer reviewed journal called China Mechanical Engineering, and it comes from the University of 
China Three Gorges University Intelligent Manufacturing Innovation Technology Center. So okay, came from there and it was published in that journal. I, I, gorgeous, I heard the word gorgeous in there. <laughs> so yeah, gorgeous, like beautiful, yeah, for sure. gore- like gorgeous, G- gorgeous. No, I imagine like chasms of some sort, a gorge. <laughs> Yes, oh, this gorgeous, three cool. gorgeous universe. Like cavernous, and it's called gorgeous. <laughs> Have is you that, never heard of a gorge? A yeah. Yes, I've heard of a gorge, but not a gorgeous. Like, it's very gorgeous. Like, plural, more than one Just... gorge. Shut up. And there's three of them. China, three gorges, universities, intelligent manufacturing innovation technology center. You're saying gorgeous, like you're beautiful? Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry. I gotta. I can't believe you said that. I just fucking can't believe it. Gorgeous. Fucking gorgeous. Canyons. Gorgeous. Like, God damn it, that, these gorges are gorgeous. <laughs> that's, anyway, okay. That's it. That's, that's, what it. I, that's what I wasn't getting. I get it now, what you're trying to say. Anyway, plural of gorgeous. Or go, it's gorgi, okay? You dumbest. So God. China Three Gorgi University Intelligent Manufacturing Innovation Technology Center. Thank you tested these robots in an assembly line so they wanted to put it next to a person that was assembling something on a conveyor belt or whatever and um the person wore some sort of um halo on it on their head that had sensors and whatnot and picked up their brain waves and then transferred those brain waves into the computer which processed them and then told a robotic arm what to do according to the brain waves so okay yes so uh the helmet on their head uh yeah i mean yeah i don't know what it looked like it didn't have any pictures or anything but it it definitely wasn't telekinesis there's some sort of sensor hooked up to this person and if it's china maybe like they drilled into their brain and like there's electrodes sticking out and shit who knows definitely not telekinesis. thank you (laughs) i was i was concerned is this telekinesis now i was really burying the lead China's figured out telekinesis. China invents the gorge, the gorgeous telekinesis center. <laughs> We're so fucked. We're so the gorgeous. Eye. So um, they trained with the robot for hundreds of hours, and they read volunteer brains in order to really like hone its programming, so it knew what signals to interpret as what. Um, in previous attempts, the robot reportedly followed commands of the workers seventy percent of the time, but. Um, after refining, they got it up to 96%. It kind of sounds like Neuralink with the monkey. Like they're basically just, we have the ability just to map neurons now. And now you just need people to plug into the machine and keep doing stuff until it starts to get a random localized pattern of something. Okay, it seems like when you do like this, when they think this way, they want the arm to do the jack-off motion. When they think this way, they want to do the middle finger. Right. Up the butt. So, no. Um, up the butt, yes. Yeah, I think Neuralink is different because it, it implants in the brain, whereas this one didn't mention anything going inside the brain. So it was all, I imagine, external sensors and doodads. Yeah, the helmet. Um, but Neuralink, I guess, does the same thing, right? It reads your impulses and translates them. But That's what I mean. Just like, yeah, it's like Somehow it's like, yeah, we're able to interpret the signals now either – with a trip chip in the brain or with the the spaghetti colander on your head. <laughs> Which I like better, honestly, is that that look. As long as it looks like the one from Ghostbusters, right? 
the spaghetti colander with all the curly wires yes. and shit coming off it. That'd Ooh, be sick. Or even a Doc Brown helmet where it's just it's massive. It's like a that's big the what geodesic. I was really thinking too. It's like I'm gonna read your thoughts and puts like the the suction on them. <laughs> so how would you use this technology though? You like in the future? Like could you just drive? I wouldn't try just drive wirelessly. Just sit there. Absolutely. Well, okay, so maybe not. Um, one of the downsides <laughs> of this was that they said um, volunteers really had to concentrate in order to get this thing to work, meaning not necessarily concentrate on the one thought, but just keep your mind on task. Because oh, wow. how many times during your day when you're doing repetitive tasks do you just zone out and start thinking of something else? Because you don't need to focus uh... on scrubbing that dish. For sure. And, and then the, the, they can't interpret that. Exactly. And in an assembly line, it's a very repetitive job anyways. So you're going to get good at it and eventually start to zone out and think of other things. And your robot's going to get confused. And so they found that was an issue. So I don't know about... I feel like they're not, I feel like they're not trying to read people's minds. They're trying to copy people's minds and make these assembly line robots not need the person, right? Because what's the point of taking these people's hands off the line and then putting them in a machine to give them robotic hands to do, to do the task. So they're trying to really get a copy of that data. And then just say, okay, robots, all that stuff you've been doing for an hour or whatever, just do that. Right. I mean, I Otherwise, guess why are they, why, why would you, unless you can work from home, like put the colander on your house and then like, I'm that'd be kind of sick. Like you're working at a factory. Like I'm working at a factory in Idaho right now. Just uh, remoting in. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hell, that is one application, I guess. You could remote into your surgery, right? If you're a doctor and you're in uh, you're in Florida and you're like, oh shit, yeah, I got a I got a two o'clock, and let me just remote in and take care of this real quick. That can be also with I don't know if I want to trust that with the with the spaghetti colander shit because like, we had we did that on the show where someone did surgery already and there was no spaghetti colander. He was just doing good yeah. old fashioned Xbox controller or whatever. No, no, no. It was all manual. Like he had um, I know. remotes in his hand that translated. Yeah. Um, I prefer that, man. So, yeah. Oh, that's funny. I, I have here, uh, can I command a robot to beat up my neighbor? Is that like something that's possible? So my coworker next to me, can I command my robot to just like smack him over the head real quick and ha ha ha, we're all fun and games? Yeah, or... In the future, you put the, you put the colander on and then you're like, go mow the lawn. And then you fall asleep in your chair and have a dream of like killing your neighbor. Then it's over there, like hacking away. <laughs> it's like, oh no, no! It's a black Turn mirror episode. Off. Shit just writes itself yep. right now. Just right there. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we got to catch up. Like you said, it's all about uh, the idea that we have the technology. We just need to feed it volunteers so it processes, and uh, you know, we can we can refine the technology in that sense. At least, I guess, refine the programming. You want to feed it volunteers? That's fucked up, man. I do. Some of our conspiracy theorists' friends have (laughs) talked about uh, robots that run on humans. So, it's out there somewhere. That's true. If you could think (laughs) it, it probably exists. Um, So, flat earth. Uh, (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Did you did you guys know that uh, Tasmanian devils they uh, break the laws of scavenging? I didn't know there were laws of scavenging. <laughs> did you know there were laws of scavenging? <laughs> First laws: don't talk about scavenging. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. And well, here's the law of scavenge of scavenging. Right? Is 
to feed on whatever is available whenever it's available right it's called okay. being like a generalist you're supposed to just like oh man here's a carcass yummy 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 oh look at this some bugs yummy 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 oh look at this like you're so um so you know uh, so i didn't even know i don't know much about tasmanian devils but uh so they're scavengers they're just like uh you know like you've heard of vultures they're scavengers or like the wolverines of uh, the northern hemisphere or spotted hyenas of uh, africa uh, but a new study uh-huh. found that Australia's Tasmanian devils are breaking this scavenging mold um, because they have their own specific tastes and preferences. In other words, they're picky eaters. They're not scavenging like to the fullest sense of the term. Okay, so they're discriminant, no, no, no. and they. But are they still? Are they hunting now, or is it just like we found out that they have taste? <laughs> that's that's it. We found out they have taste. And I was worried wow. my story sucked for this episode. <laughs> what are you talking about? How dare you? I thought this was because, first of all, everyone look up Tasmanian devils. They're very cute. And I didn't know they were scavengers. Okay. Today, so thought, Tasmanian devils don't like carrots. <laughs> Tune in <tomorrow>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If they found a carrot in the wild, they'd be like, nah. Nah, bro. <laughs> Unless they like carrots. Go fuck yourselves. Uh, so anyway, this study. Um, <laughs> this is Sean getting back up. He was giving us so much shit earlier. Um, we found they found out the Tasmanian devils are picky eaters or selective eaters, which is breaks the laws of scavenging, brah. Like again, a, a vulture, if it would see like Sean's dead carcass, he wouldn't be like, "Oh no, thanks, I had something for lunch." He'd, yeah. he'd go eat it. That's what okay. they're supposed to do in an ecosystem. Brah. Okay, so. Um, you don't know shit about stuff. Okay, well yeah. then that okay. So we know that um, a vulture would scavenge a corpse, uh, something that was living and has once and has since died and is decaying right there. Um, will it go after fruit and anything else that falls on the ground? Because if if it won't, then we already know that there's parameters for what it will eat, and we've defined its parameters. I mean, I'm probably fucking up because this article doesn't mention... Uh, oh, there goes my pen. Uh, doesn't mention uh, vultures. But now that I think about it, they are carrion eaters. So I wonder if they even count as scavengers. But they're scavengers, too. We all know that. But anyway, back to this fucking shit. Yeah, okay. But like, you know, come on. We're animal experts. We're science experts, too. Fuck. What does it pass um, up on? It, it really depends. Like, they all have their own varied diets. So, um, like, uh, basically, there's, like, um, here we go. La, 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 la. Like, there's wallabies, padmelion, snakes. And then some of them will not eat that type of stuff and go for something else. Like, yeah, like you said, like fruits or some shit like that. Huh. Um, it's it's a devil to devil specific habit, and which is why it's like breaking the rule. It's uh, basically one of the one of the researchers like they almost decided, no, this is my favorite food. And so they won't touch anything besides whatever they decide their favorite food is. And they analyze this through their whiskers. And they, they found a chemical imprint called a stable isotope. They can tell with all the food they've eaten in the past. Hmm. And so they analyzed about like 70 something of these devils. And uh, like I said, they just found out they just would miss different things. And so the real the theory, though, so they're like, why are they doing this? That's really the whole like, why is this important? Why is this whatever? Like, and, and honestly, it's probably not that important, but it is kind of interesting. It's like, why, why are they possibly doing this? Their their main theory is why the Tasmanian devils have this like diet where they don't just eat anything is because they because they can because their only competition is each other. Oh, versus like in Africa or something, hyena is gonna like everything and its mother's trying to eat everything so there's like oh i gotta eat this quick that and, is interesting you know, they way. are the dominant uh i think meat eater on their island right 
At least yeah, I, I saw like, like a YouTube documentary. Uh, I want to say like a couple nights ago, actually. Uh huh. Oh, really? And they were talking about how they are the the top of the food chain as far as meat eaters on there. Wherever they, yeah, in Tasmania, they are the number one. Like basically, there's nothing really coming after them. So this is why I guess they they were considered scavengers, but technically they're they have varied taste. Some that's of them just, might not even want dead stuff. Yeah, that's just smart. Like, why hunt? I'm already at the top. I'll just scavenge. Fuck it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. But from this article, there was another one that was even weird though. Is like the Tasmanian devil uh, uh, whole what do I, community, I should say, is in trouble from a from a <gasps> devil facial tumor disease or DFTD, and it's like destroying their populations. This is crazy. So this disease has a high mortality rate. If if one Tasmanian devil brought DFTD into their colony, DFTD. it's likely to wipe out 77% of the population within five years. Ooh. Yeah. It's just like this, this stuff that evidently is running rampant in the, in the Tasmanian devil community. And so there's people who are, quote unquote, saving Tasmanian devils by just keeping them on their property and keeping them away from these tumor tumor devils. <laughs> Or cancer tumors, whatever they are. Yeah, devil facial tumor disease. Awesome. Down to and fuck so devils. This, you know, exactly. D, you DTF, bro? D- DTFD? <laughs> anyway, uh, this could help maybe figure out, like, you know, what to feed him and stuff. But, I don't know, I thought it was cool, but, you know, whatever. Nah, yeah. You guys like Sean stories where he, <laughs> he reads minds and stuff. Who likes that? <laughs> Read minds in the future. Tasmanian de- oh, yeah. <laughs> Nah, they're interesting. That, that was interesting. <laughs> I take it back. Thank you, too. Uh-huh. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, do you guys know who Logan Paul is? He's just like an annoying internet person that everyone's glad when he gets in fights and stuff. But I'm not That's... even sure why he's famous. Yeah, I'm on. I'm in the same boat here. But he got he got scammed by some Pokemon bullshit. But Mystery, you, do you know who he is? Can you tell us a little bit? Do you know anything? Yeah, he started off as a YouTuber, and then now he's become, like, really big on social media, um, and he's a boxer now and all that stuff. And, yeah, I've I've seen and heard the same thing, that he's a, a Pokemon collector and just has dummy money to throw around on stupid <laughs> shit. And then it turns out to be fake, and he can just shrug it off. But, yes, I did hear about this. Right, right. Yeah, so he bought um, $3.5 million. He bought a sealed Pokemon box of like first edition cards from some Pokemon set way back in the day. And uh, he bought it for $3.5 million. Yeah. And like uh, Mr. E was saying, he he's got dummy money and he owns a Charizard right now. That's worth $150,000. So it's just a Charizard card. That's worth $150,000. Numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and like Mystery said, it was fake. He spent three hundred three point five million dollars on a fake pack of cards. How does like, like did he buy it on eBay? Did he buy it from person? Is that like some type? I mean, you probably don't even know, but is that like something like, oh, well, there goes that? Huh? Or is that supposed to be like, oh, we know who it was? Or like, did that guy, the seller, not even know it was fake? No. It's been fake for years. Come on, give him some oh, credit. It was out of the, uh, out of the trunk at a Kmart. Like, give, you just give him okay. a little bit of credit. Okay, for sure. Uh, no, you know how they fake those things too. It's like the most low effort, low quality fake. They just put a sticker over the front of an, a normal Pokemon card, so the back still looks the same. 
but then the front looks no, like normal, but then you can literally just take your fingernail and peel it right off. There's videos on YouTube of people doing it. Oh, and they're wow. all hyped. They're all hyped. Like, wait a second, wait a second. And they start peeling. Fuck. <laughs> and then they know it's fake, you know? I remember trying Terrible. to counterfeit those cards back in the day just because I wanted like specific cards and I didn't want to spend money for them, but I wanted to put them in the deck. So like I experimented with all sorts of printing and it was difficult. It was nice. tough yeah. yeah, to get a legit looking card. But this one was just like the whole box. The outer box was counterfeit. So, and I'm was, assuming the cards was inside like nothing were inside. Well. Like I was saying, were there even cards inside? Was it just like the opposite to like, ah, there's just nothing. That's a good question. Actually, I don't know the I don't know the answer to that. It, you're probably right. It probably was uh, full of fake cards as well. But um, so the box originally was sold for seventy five thousand, and this is you know uh, way before it was a glint in Logan Paul's eye. I see. Um. It was sold for seventy five thousand, which is well below the estimated auction price for something that it's claiming to be. Um, and then it was sold to another guy for two point seven million. Wow! And that guy sold it to Paul for three point five. Ah, uh-huh. then what's? <laughs> and it's just like okay. So, uh, you know, Logan Paul, being a uh, media whore like he is, started posting it all over social media and whatnot, and then people started commenting on it and were like, hey, that box doesn't look right. The art on that box does not match what they released for this specific box you claim it to be, blah, blah, blah. And so um, he went to Chicago to verify his purchase with the Baseball Card Exchange, which I thought was fucking cool. I didn't know that existed. That is cool. I didn't know that existed either, yeah. And, um, and they're like, nope. Yeah, they're pretty much like, nope. And he brought the guy with him. Um, who sold it to him? Who sold it to him too? And so that guy was like, you know, like I, I thought it was real because the guy I bought it from said it had it had a certificate with it that had already been um, legitimized by this organization, this baseball card exchange. Uh-huh. So everybody thought it was all on the up and up. And it turns out it was all counterfeit. Wow. There's someone out there like, ha that first guy who sold it for 70000 Absolutely, dude. He walked away clean and he's out. He's just fucking out because he's so far removed from the chain. And if you're going to do that, I'm sure you're using, you know, proxies and fake names. Uh, that's and- what you got to do. It's like fucking everyone's trying to counterfeit money. Nah, you got to counterfeit Pokemon cards. That's the way. <laughs> and wait 20 years and then boom, two million. Well, they called me a madman. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was interesting because there's all sorts of counterfeit stuff out there right now in the collectibles market just because it's hot right now or has been for the past yeah. year. That is nutty. Yeah. Yeah, so well, I don't know. I think it's about that time. Ooh, who won last time? I did. Nice. With garlic up the anus. That's right. Eating aliens. That's yes. right. <laughs> Fucking mac Garlic and cheese. Bread. Yes. Yes. So, uh, what's better than most is our weekly debate game where we randomly choose two topics, then our host puts a spin on it, and our two other contestants debate it. So, host Sean, if you could do me a favor and pull a random topic from the hat. Got the hat here. All right. And the topic suggestion is Johnny Depp versus 
Scar from The Lion King. I like it. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll see how we spin it when we come back. And we're back. So before we went to the break, we chose the topics for our game. And it was Scar from The Lion King versus Johnny Depp, the famous Hollywood actor. So I'm going to award host Max with Scar. And I'm going to award host Sean with Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp will go first. And here is your prompt. Who would make a better president of the United States of America? So once again, Max, you have Scar. <laughs> Sean, you have Johnny Depp. And the prompt is, who would make a better president of the United States of America? Host Sean, you're going first. You're lucky I don't have my stopwatch ready, so you get a couple <laughs> extra seconds. All right. Okay, your one minute starts now. All right, so Johnny Depp would make a better president of the United States simply because he's not a villain. You know, like, Scar is a straight-up villain. Didn't he want to rule his tiny area with a bunch of uh, outside scavengers, these hyena assholes? Um, Johnny Depp has also managed a great career since he was a kid. Like, how many how many uh, young actors do you know that are now, like, just coked out and all sorts of messed up and whatnot. The guy from Mighty Ducks is in jail, or, you know, maybe he's on the rebound, but who knows? Um, Johnny Depp, has he's also managed companies before. I think he has a winery. Like, I, you know, he drinks a shit ton of wine. Um, he'd also bring all sorts of fun and uh, whimsy to the presidency. Could you imagine, like, kind of a, a Johnny Depp, like, I don't know, lackadaisical, I don't give a shit presidency? That'd be kind of fun, right? And your time's up. Ah, all right. Oof. Okay. Host Max, one minute starting now. Well, first of all, uh, Scar was uh, voiced by the, the famous Jeremy Irons. So it's really Jeremy Irons' voice will be the president of the United States and Scar. But that voice is amazing. So that'd be all. It just I want, I want to know that. Um, so Scar is a villain. We know this. But sometimes you need a villain to make a hero rise, right? If we're going to have some pretty boy Depp on as the president, what's going to happen there? No progress, no nothing. Versus with Scar, we're like, we need to like rally up and have, have the Simba of our time come back. Verse through Scar. Uh, remember in DC Comics, Lex Luthor became the president of Earth. He was known as a villain, and everyone wildly knows that he was like the best president ever and did amazing, amazing, amazing things. Scar would do the same thing because the villains want power, but we never see when they get the power. When they get the power, they do great stuff. <laughs> That's why they're so mad. They're like, God damn it, if I was in control, it would be amazing. So let's give it to him. Let's give this guy a Five shot. Seconds. And uh, Jeremy Irons' voice is great. He'd, make, he'd do really good speeches. Okay, Sean, your 30-second rebuttal starts now. Okay, lots to say. Um, uh, he would act in a way, uh, he, he would act his way out of diplomatic incidents, right? Johnny Depp, he would act his way through all of that shit. Uh, secondly, he could deliver bad news to the to the country. Like, that's like 90% of a president's job is just delivering bad news. Uh, thirdly, foreign leaders would be enamored with his celebrity. Like, ooh, I get to deal with Johnny Depp, fun. Um... And next, Scar marched with Nazis. He literally marched with like a, a goose stepping uh, fucking army. Okay. Um, and Jeremy Island, he mostly plays villains. 
He's not known for his his hero roles. His his his. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Post Max, your thirty second rebuttal starts now. First of all, Scar is amazing, and everyone remembers who Scar is. Johnny Depp's like so forgettable. He loses himself in all these damn roles. He's like a damn pirate. He's the scissor hand guy. He's just a weirdo. Scar, like Scar, we all know who he is. You know, you know, this is a true Lion King fact. Like before, what was Scar's name before Scar? Because why? Because you got it. Was trash in their language. It was trash. His parents called him trash. He came from nothing. There's a reason he's a villain, and and he just he just, we deserve that hatred. <laughs> wow. Okay. I That's missed like your bit. first whole minute there, so I'm so interested to see what comes up. Like I was just so in my head. <laughs> Yeah, you were ready on that rebuttal with all those points. You had them lined up. I did. Okay, let's get to the good stuff here. So, Hoshan went first, so I immediately started with not a villain. Uh, you immediately villainized Scar by saying he wanted to rule his area with assholes. Um, I was pretty impressed with how much you knew about Johnny Depp, honestly. You know, about like his love for wine, and he has a winery and stuff, and he had a great career, um, and he's managed companies. All good points. Uh, back to Scar here, voiced by Jeremy Irons. Um, I I loved <laughs> Obama's voice, so I can agree with people when they say, you know, they want a voice that's easy listening. So uh -huh. great point there. Um, a villain is needed sometimes. I was waiting for that point, and that's awesome. Um, because when you say you don't want a villain as a president, it's like, I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at him, right? I mean, we've had plenty. <laughs> If, if you true. look at him a certain way. It's like Darth so, Vader, you know, he freed the slaves, but he's still he, Darth Vader. It's like Shane in The Walking Dead. Sometimes you need the bad the one to leave. You know? Didn't Darth Vader so, free slavery in the galaxy? Once once the Empire took over, Darth Vader was like, I was once a slave, and everybody, I'm done with that shit across the galaxy. I think that's canon. No, Abe Lincoln in Star Wars did that. Oh, fuck, I'm dumb. I know. In fact, dude, Darth Vader enslaved millions. He loved slaves. He was like, ah, oh, I was born a slave. Oh, anyway. <laughs> anyway. I was born a slave. Suter was a great president. Um, I didn't know that, so that was kind of a fun fact for me. Uh, uh, back to the rebuttal here. Um, he would be able to act his way out of incidents. I like that. Um, he could easily deliver bad news. Foreign leaders would be enamored by him. These are all amazing points, I think, because I th you really started digging into who he was as a person and how the media is going to perceive it and how the people are going to perceive it. So I thought that was good stuff there. Um, and back to Scar here. Um, Depp equals no progress. Scar equals rally up. <laughs> Villains want power, but we never get to see what they do with that power. I really liked that point. That was a good point. Um, Scar is amazing. <laughs> and Johnny Depp loses himself in roles because he's a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> first of all, well done to both people. I, I thought that was good. I was looking at um, Scar's picture the whole time. I know I like the Scar background you got there. That's nice. I I was biased in my head, and I really, really <laughs> wanted Scar to win this, but I have to give this one to Johnny Depp. So Hoshan is going to take this one home. All right, thank you, thank you, thank you. You're welcome. You played into the the prompt a lot, and that worked for you. 
Uh, what what was your point, Max? Again, I missed like your whole minute. So all those points that Mister E just brought up were like my minute me. was good. My rebuttal sucked because I was looking up the scar picture and I was like, <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear any. I literally didn't hear any of your rebuttal points. I was like, fuck, I probably should have listened. And... Yeah, no, my rebuttal was jam packed. <laughs> That's for yeah, sure. It had to be because yeah, yeah. Ugh. But I like the idea. Sometimes a villain is needed because essentially that's like the whole that's the whole premise behind Watchmen, right? Like sometimes you need a greater right. evil to unite the good and blah blah blah. That was my only thought, just because I couldn't be like he's not a villain, he's a good guy. So I was like, I'll just lean into the villainness. Like <laughs> <laughs> that was the only way I, chance I had. All right, well, I got a uh, I got a celebrity story here. As a matter of fact. Uh, it's about a cigar smoked by Michael Jordan going up for auction. So it's ashes? Or he he had his mouth on it once and then just like, nah, no thanks. And someone, some weirdo grabbed it? It looks like he puffed on it a few times. And then uh, it is uh, like an intact cigar, probably a couple inches long. Um, and it was obtained by a concierge when she met the former NBA star in the Arizona Biltmore Resort in fall of 2021. So it's a fairly recent. Yeah, she, the story goes, she um, took a photo with him while he was smoking it. And like, it was all cordial and how you doing, blah, 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 blah. And then um, after he was done with his interaction there, uh, he left the cigar in the ashtray and walked away and did his thing and, you know, bounced. And okay. so she took the cigar. And now she's auctioning in it at uh, the New York-based auction company house Leland, and they specialize in sports memorabilia. So my big question is how much would you pay for the ability to one day clone yourself a Michael Jordan? Well, I'm sitting there wondering, like, is that like from a a concierge at a hotel thing? Isn't that like some weird? You're not allowed to take people's unwritten rule. I don't know. It's kind of a gray area. Like, I'm gonna take his cigar. Uh, I wouldn't pay it, but someone would pay. I got two thousand on it. Two thousand. Two thousand dollars for it. Smoked. Oh, great. All right, Mister E. What do you think? I'm with Max here. I wouldn't pay anything for it, but if I had to guess, I would say a smoked cigar by Michael Jordan. I think 2000 is pretty good guess. I'm going to say um, 1200 bucks. 1200 All right. You both overbid for $500. That's the starting bid. So we'll see what it goes up okay. to. You guys could be right eventually, but the yeah. starting bid is 500 And so this... This kind of took me down a rabbit I'm hole. I'm glad it's lower. I'm glad it's lower. And I'm glad Dang. I'm glad you didn't <laughs> yeah. I'm glad you didn't like oh five like I would have fifty thousand dollars. Something stupid. Like I mean, but that's just well, a like starting you, bid is nothing yet. When you think about it, it's like, I mean, how much would his autograph be? Probably somewhere between five hundred to a thousand dollars, I bet. So it's like you try to change or compare that value to a half smoked cigar, it's like it can't be like ten grand or anything, I wouldn't think. Yeah. Right. That's reasonable. I'd hope not. Yeah. Yeah. And I only gave it that much because he he's the one who said the whole DNA cloning thing. If she 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 just saying if if she pulls that stuff like there's this DNA here cloning, then she'll probably get more money. <laughs> Definitely, people aren't, people aren't thinking like that. They're probably just like, oh, why do I want that? Like, no, it's a used condom that he could have babies with this. <laughs> right? Have you uh, have you guys heard about the idea of like patenting your DNA, copywriting your DNA? 
Oh, God. I have not heard that. Yeah. I've heard of copyright. That's why I got sued for M&Ms for... Well, I don't want to get into it. I can't... Actually, legally, I can't get into it. Yeah, you were, you were dumb. You called them M&Ms. You should have called them WWs. Stupid. I know. I, <laughs> I can't talk about it. Dub-dubs. <laughs> yeah, I can't talk about it. Um, no. So, yeah, I, I, I looked into this. Just because I was thinking, like, well, like, why, why a celebrity leaving their DNA around like that? I think is a bit, I don't haphazard. I don't know. It, there's not way haphazard for him. I know. Like uh, that's what I'm sitting there I too. Know. Like, can you imagine being so famous? People are like, give me that. Like, is, did he just blow his nose in there? Give me that shit. Like, uh, what the fuck? Like, no, I know it's weird. Crazy. I mean, it wasn't, maybe that's I'm not the story here. Super paranoid, but but can you imagine being so famous? More it's just like things you touch have value. Like I am done with this cigar. Like let me get that, cover this. No, like, that would be wow. a nightmare. That's why I've always said like if I was going to be in the Hollywood industry, I would prefer to be behind the camera rather than in front because then you still get the money and the prestige within the community, but you can still walk into a grocery store and not be hassled. That's why I do porn because no one when they recognize me they're like wait wait a minute, and then I go wait yeah and then his they can't tits can't be it. that big. Yeah, wait a minute. Is that real? <laughs> That's a real movie. So, to answer the question, can DNA be patented? Yes and no. So, in 2013, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled on this very topic in the case of molecular pathology versus Myriad Genetics Incorporated. Right? So... They ruled that human genes cannot be patented in the U.S. because DNA is a product of nature. Good. So you cannot you, copyright DNA because it's a product of nature. Correct. So theoretically, you could clone yourself a Michael Jordan if it was legal in the U.S. I see. Oh, wow. Okay. Because you can't copyright someone's DNA. So if I... Oh, wow. So you could collect it. Aren't there, there probably people are who have... DNA collections. I feel like we've talked about something like this before. Like, you know, because we always talk about weird auctions and stuff. Like, there's all those totally Einstein letters. Know. Maybe there's, like, some Einstein DNA there. And I'd rather have Einstein DNA than Michael Jordan DNA, because I'd rather clone ingenious clones to do my bidding than Michael some, Jordan clones. Some sicko out there has a three-ring binder full of used Kleenex by celebrities. Some sicko. I would bet my bottom dollar it's out there. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, I don't think it's You know what this reminds me of really quick? Stealing DNA. I saw a story the other day where some lady went online and tried to expose Drake, the rapper, for putting hot sauce in his used condoms. Dude, and I heard something about this. She too. didn't get any sympathy from people. <laughs> like, what the fuck do you like? What were you trying to do? Like, why would you, uh, man? That just made me yeah. think of that. And I was like, wow. And Drake's like, yeah, of course I did. Of course I did. I do it every time. <laughs> like, man. That dude is on a galaxy brain level, okay? Like, who, if, if someone didn't think of that before, good oh, for Drake. Well, that's an old Tom Likas trick. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh, hot he, sauce? Yeah, he was a big AM DJ that was all about, you know, yeah. uh, was it the game, spitting game and, you know. Uh, how to, that bitch. Yeah, how to uh, teach men to be men and do things and whatnot. Yeah. And his, his whole thing was like, you, you bachelors curb, out there, you young fucking studs, Put hot sauce in your condoms and wait for the scream from the bathroom. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, he was all. Well, about she really it. tried it. It was fucking sickening, almost. I, it's it's bad for both of them. The fact that he would have to right. do that, and the fact that that happened right. to her, like that is terrible yeah. on both of them. That yeah. sucks. I know. That's you why just again, impregnate her and leave the baby. 
live. <laughs> no. Oh. So I'm saying, kind of live behind you. the okay. camera. <laughs> live behind the camera. I'm sure it's a so it's so much easier. <laughs> For sure. Um, no, hundred percent. So here, the court decided that because nothing new is created when discovering a gene, there is no intellectual property to protect, so patents cannot be granted. So prior to this ruling in 2013, more than uh, 4,300 human genes were patented. So celebrities and the rich patented their genes. And this ruling here said, because you're all natural beings, uh, those patents are invalid and you cannot patent your own DNA. I want a list of people who patented their DNA. Right? That'd be a fun (laughs) list. Some upper echelon of society that will never be a part of. (laughs) Can you even look that up? Because our patents, that's the whole point. They're like... Patents are public knowledge. Yeah. yeah, right? So you probably can look up, like, whose genes are patented and then just see, like, I bet you John Travolta. Bet you. <laughs> so uh, bet the, Supreme you John Travolta. Court, the Supreme Court's ruling did allow DNA that was manipulated in a lab as eligible to be patented because DNA sequences altered by humans are not found in nature and thus designed by humans. So those can be patented. So, like, the Jurassic Park dinosaurs. That's... That's exactly where my fucking head went because I just I just rewatched the last Jurassic World movie where uh, dinosaurs were spoiler alert for the new one coming out. Dinosaurs were released into the public and a bunch of DNA samples essentially hit the market. So, you know, granted, granted, the company that was running Jurassic World is probably belly up with debt and blah, blah, blah. But they can still whoever buys them can still buy those patents and sue people making other dinosaurs and shit like i don't know i don't like, th- dinosaurs that cool like they're cool but like in a world where there's a million dinosaurs and you don't want to make them because they're gonna kill you every time like they keep like the ultimate weapon the velociraptor we've made their blades even sharper <laughs> like what it doesn't really well, like you know the they're original... supposed to be like military something the original concept, or at least one of the original concepts for uh, this new Jurassic World series, the original Jurassic World movie, not Jurassic Park, this new trilogy, the first one of this new trilogy, Jurassic World, um, there was a treatment for the, for the story that involved dinosaur-human hybrids. I think I remember you telling me this, yes. And it was like an elite strike force of dinosaur-human hybrids. So you got like... The the human triceratops that's the heavy with the fucking railgun. You got the the T Rex that's another heavy, and you got the the raptor who's the leader. You know you got like this whole fucking like Power Rangers bullshit thing happening here. The world wasn't ready for that movie. No, but ultimately that's kind of where now. they want this story to go. In that once you start messing with DNA, the genie's out of the bottle, and where does it go? Where's where's the ultimate expression of that? And so far, they've been pretty safe by sticking to dinosaurs. But I have a feeling like what they really want to do is start uh, augmenting humans or, you know, because that's the ultimate expression of that genie that they've unleashed. That's going to be the end of the movie where it's going to show some like a human hatching out of a, a Jurassic Park egg. It's like there you and go. some guy like hold, holding him like, oh, my God. There you go. There you go. That's the ticket. Ah, ah. Ah, fucking scientists, man. They're they're (laughs) just doing crazy shit, man. Okay, okay. So, speaking of scientists, I got a topic about science, brah. So, um, these scientists, brah, 
They demonstrated how a single dose of a drug cocktail, we all love those drug cocktails, <laughs> uh, a single dose of a drug cocktail can regrow a lost limb in a frog species that doesn't normally have regenerative abilities. Okay. Dun, dun, dun. That's, this is Dr. Connors stuff. Yes, tell the audience what that means. Uh, Dr. Connors is a villain from the Spider-Man franchise, whereby uh, he uh, lost an arm, I don't know how, but uh, he's an armless scientist, and he's he's desperate to regrow that arm, so he creates a serum that he takes that regrows the arm, but turns him into a giant lizard at the same time. And he, he wreaks havoc on New York, turning other people into giant lizards and shit. That's spoiler alert, Peter Parker, Spider-Man. That's <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, it sounds like that kind of weird research, like the, the precursors to that, basically. So this article goes on to say that uh, most animals obviously have the ability to uh, heal after injuries, but uh, that doesn't extend to limbs, which are far too complex to regrow from their various tissues, bones, muscles, blood vessels, and nerves. Instead, scar tissues form uh, over the end to reduce blood, blood loss and infection. But regeneration can be looking in our genomes, possibly uh, because at one point we grew our limbs for the first time, you know. Ah, yep. In our, in our mom, right? So, <laughs> so it seems like the genes and the genetic instruction manual are still there, dormant. So this research is gonna is trying to figure out a way to trigger this process. So the researchers from Tufts University and Harvard's Weiss Institute developed a new technique to regrow the legs of African clawed frogs, a species that usually can't regenerate lost limbs, like I said before, which again, sounds like some Jurassic Park shit, like, oh, this this African species of frog, you know, sometimes goes sex, changes sex in a single sex environment. Yeah, well, and so, yeah. That's crazy. Uh, Did they say what limbs? Is it like the back leg, you know, the meaty part of the frog? Oh, no, no, here's what it is. It's so, here's what they did. So, oh, shit. So they they anesthetized the frog and amputated one of its hind legs. So it's front legs. Hind. Hind. Is back. That, is that your back? Right. Yeah. Right? Like, it is. I think it is. That's my final answer, but now you got me questioning life when you question me like that. But I think it's hind, the jumpy part. Pretty sure. Because it's the front legs. Yeah, hind legs. Yeah. I know stuff. Dude, we're, we're a science show. Yeah, back. We know science. All right. And, and animals, so, we know stuff. We know like Tasmanian that. devils. Because that's way more impressive than the front legs, right? On a frog. For sure. Who gives a shit about the front one? Exactly. <laughs> that, 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 that back one, though. That's where it's at. And so, yes. Okay. So, like I said, they amputated the back leg, and then they placed a silicone cap they called a biodome over the stump. And so, so inside this cap was a silk protein gel containing a mixture of five drugs designed to mimic the amniotic environment and encourage oh. regeneration by reducing inflammation inhibiting scar tissue formation and aiding growth of new nerve fibers, blood vessels, and muscles. Fuck. Cap thing. Okay. So here's the, here's the part I skip, but uh, that's really going to kind of blow your mind. They, so they, they, they put the biodome, the, the biodome over the stump and expose it to all the chemicals. Exposing the wound to the drug cocktail for 24 hours was enough to trigger the growth of a new functional leg over the next 18 months. Wait, is so at size? One exposure. What? At size? Like, as in, because when you're growing in the amniotic sac, you're you're growing really tiny limbs, and then you grow to whatever your size is over whatever your age is, right? That's true. That is true. 
So I, I don't necessarily know like if it's functional. It did say functional, so I assume it would be. Oh no, yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely not as good as the original. Let's get this out there. Like I'll kind of tell you a little more, but it's they said it was functional, and so that's still kind of crazy. So like I said, after one exposure over the next eighteen months, the treated frogs grew new legs that were almost fully almost fully functional. They are made up of more complex combinations of tissues, including nerves and bones, although the latter. Didn't have complete structure. Ladder means the last thing, right? That's my dumb thing of this one. I'm like, I'm always like, I always say it like ladders. The so basically the bones didn't have a complete structure, it says. But it says a new partially formed toes even grew at the end of the limbs. And it says the frogs could use their new legs to swim and move across land. And they responded to touch stimuli. That sounds like they basically like 90% grew it back. That is crazy. With one exposure, that's that's what's still blowing my mind. Because when they first, I thought it was going to be like, oh, we got to replace your your leg cup. Oh, let's keep replacing it. But they said, oh, after twenty four hours, they they don't they don't say what they did after that. But they just like that was the first exposure of all that bullshit. Um, I I hope they have. So do they do they talk about the next steps? Like, are they going to scale this up into mammals, like mice? Because you know they're gonna, they're gonna kill everyone and kill it all. And <laughs> I'm sure one of them's gonna just become Doctor Connors and attack Spider Man. Well, I'm sure they've dissected it and then just slapped some of that gel on it and uh, slapped a biodome over it and see what happens. I know. I wrote in this article. I, I wrote to myself. I was like, and then as soon as they said it, uh, they regrew a new leg. I'm like, and then they cut it off again and just kept <laughs> trying to see how many times they could do it. Um, because that makes sense, so, given how muscle develops and bone develops, like, over time, you have to feed it, you have to nurture it, you have to uh, work it, you know? So Yeah, I'm sure there's, I mean, I guess it grew over 18 months, so maybe it's you, it's, oh, you're saying it came from, like, our cells, oh, okay. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, when you, in order to build your bicep, you need to build your bicep. Otherwise, yeah. uh, it's going to regrow something that would naturally be there, and not necessarily something you worked for. Like, I imagine a frog's legs, you work for those because that's what they do, right? That's true. Yeah, your point about, too, I bet it's, well, the fact that it grew slowly over the 18 months probably is almost to your effect. Like, maybe it grew a smaller version of the leg or grew, like, a from stumpy to a little less stumpy each time. But it probably oh, enough that it would just man. learn more about it and stuff. Okay, okay. So, like, another thing it says, the, so the team saw that within after they put the cup on the on the leg of the frog, so the team saw that within the first few days of the treatment, molecular pathways that help embryos develop were being activated once again. And so here's what the, one of the scientists was saying about it. He goes, it's exciting to see that the drugs we selected were helping to create an almost complete limb. The fact that it required only a brief exposure to the drugs to set in motion a months-long regeneration process suggests that the frogs and perhaps other animals may have dormant regenerative capabilities that can be triggered into action. Yes. Yes. I love Maybe. the idea that it's a topical thing too. It's not like they're injecting stuff into the frog. It seems very. It seems all very topical, right? Sounds like when the wound's fresh is what to do it because almost what they mentioned earlier, like the scar tissue forming, is what in my mind is what you would not want, right? You'd want to like, oh, yeah. Like but as soon as your arm got cut off, it's like, quick, put the juice on, and nah. that's just gonna make it. If that happens, know. if that happens, then you just hack away a little bit above the scar tissue, right? Oh, that's and then true. start that's from true. there. You're right. You're right. Just hackety hack hack hack. So, uh, so the researchers say that the next steps will involve developing the techniques to grow uh, more complete and functional limbs and explore whether the same process could work in mammals, like you said. 
And then um, I was thinking, because I keep trying to think now from all these, one of our newest things, let's let's, let's start thinking of like new jobs is going to create in the future. <laughs> That's like always something to think about with all these articles. So for me, I'm like, how about in the, in the future, I'll just regrow people's arms for them. And then I cut it off and give it to them and they install it. And then for 18 months, I sit there and grow an arm. And I'll just keep regrowing arms. That's I'm the arm grow man. Well, it, does this work with like kidneys? Can you do it with your kidney? Uh, right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's the next level know. here, because then you're then you're in business. You just like every eighteen months, you grow a new kidney for somebody and just pop it out. And, and I wouldn't copyright the arms either. I'd be like, you can have that arm. <laughs> <laughs> for you. And then if you could do that shit, you could like you really could just like regrow arms and like this is this is Britney Spears' left arm. What about your this dick? Is... Would you do it for your dick? Cut it off. Uh, oof. <laughs> Why not? Why not? In this universe, it grows back. It grows back, right? This is in this universe. You must be hard up for money, pal. <laughs> I assume it was a lucrative <laughs> offer. That's why I said, why not? And <laughs> I assume. Yeah, I'm not doing it for pennies here. This isn't le- our money. I half want to know your price. Like, what's your money? How would you charge for this well, shit? I, I, I just assume it's dummy <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever it is, double it in your mind. Oh my god! It's like it's, it's a lot. Your famous catchphrase is, "I'll do it for half." Not on this time to live up to one. it, but I'll do it for double on this one. <laughs> I'm gonna reverse it <laughs> on this particular aspect. Um, that I mean, that's like the end of this article. But like, I've been gestating on this because like we didn't record last week and stuff. Like, I've been thinking about this one for a while. Like, that's crazy. Like this, whatever this juice and stuff is, I want to get some and just like slather my just just bathe in it every day and just regrow like a third arm on myself or something well big like, time. what if like you cut yourself and it just like starts growing an arm like oh oh i mean that, that makes no sense i mean i'm assuming it's like it's following the structure of the old stuff it seems like a like a miracle drug like you could just cut off your arm and then we could smear some of that paste on it and put it on my chest and all of a sudden like 18 months later it's just gonna meld with me and i'm gonna have an ch- arm in my chest no, what we do is we cut the arm off, right? And we put the stuff on to grow my arm back. And then we put it on the arm and keep the arm alive and grow another knee back. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you clone, bro. And it's going to oh take a lot God. more than 18 months. It's going to take a lot more, probably. Like, like starfish. Yeah, but it'd be like, <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> do you really want another you running around out there? That would be a weird one too, because if it's an arm, it would like I would hope it would grow eventually to my head and have a brain. Then it'd be a guy with just an arm. Well, for sure. It, well, if it cloned another you, arm and the head. Oh man. I know. I don't think I would want one. But yeah, nah. he'd probably be a nice guy. I think he'd be fun. He'd take his lot in life. He'd be like, ah, oh, just a head and arm. Eventually, you'd have a. He'd be the next one. Actually, I'd be jealous of him. He'd go far. He'd he'd see galaxies I can only imagine. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Uh, do you know what the Havana syndrome is? Like I should, but I don't. I've heard it. I heard the term, but I don't know what it means. Right. So um, in Havana, Cuba, in 2016, U.S. intelligence officers and diplomats began complaining of an array of unusual symptoms. They, uh, they experienced intense pressure to the face after and after stabbing noises, they say, uh, Pain, nausea, and dizziness followed. Pressure to the face, stabbing noises. Pain, nausea, nausea, and dizziness. 
This is known already nether dimension is what I'm thinking, but yes, as as the other dimension syndrome. Um, <laughs> no, like another dimension. Like I bet you something physically happened in another dimension, and they just happened to be there. Anyway. Ooh, I love that. There's there's bleed overs. I was thinking about like I'll, we'll go to it later, but there was some other time I was thinking like, man, that's a bleed over. It's something crazy, like because there was some art, something I read where like all at once people heard screams in a battle or something weird, and there was all these reports. I was like, I bet you a battle happened there in another dimension, and it like kind of like bled over just a little bit to the point where we were like, whoa, like, just something you would never be able to explain or know. All right, well. It, Anyway, yeah. To get to, whoa, bro, whoa. Yeah, well, yeah. To further that, you should uh, you should cross reference the locations with ley lines. See what's up. Oh shit! It's oh, some dark shit. matter in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, these these uh, symptoms are either an attack on civil sor- servants, or it's a psychological effect of the high stress job. That's essentially what we've boiled this down to. I don't like that a high stress job, whatever this was, causes stabbing noises in your ear. Right. What? So I mean, hey, I'm not a psychologist, but it's like really like a psychological something causes a stabbing noise in your ear. Yeah, it does. I think dimension makes way more sense. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so over the past year, they collected info from similar cases around the world, all U.S. government employees and sites and whatnot, and um, so this is not just happening in Cuba. It was just kind of the first diagnosed place. Um, and uh, the CIA released some stuff in January, uh, a study that found no evidence of a widespread campaign by a foreign state. So they didn't they don't think it's a, another state. At least there's no evidence of it that is doing this to us. And they said aliens, that many well, dimensions, aliens, uh, ley lines, who knows? So they said that many cases could be explained by natural causes or stress. However, it is acknowledged that there are several cases out there that cannot be explained. What's a stabbing noise? I don't know, but I don't want to find Ah! out. Ah! (laughs) Like, I just got stabbed? Is it like... No, I think like... Like the noise of a knife going past... Yeah, past... (laughs) Yeah, what is actually a... Is it like you just hear like a blood rushing to your ears or something? Yeah, it could be. So they had an unexplained chunk of the data and examined it for possible causes. And all the possible causes they examined it were um, acoustic signals, chemical and biological agents, ionizing radiation, natural and environmental factors, and radio frequencies and other electromagnetic energy. So they suspected all of these things. They ruled it all out? And they ruled out most of them, except they uh, confirmed that the most likely cause of these symptoms is a pulse electromagnetic signal in the frequency range of microwaves. You know, when you first started talking about it, it was like, this almost sounds like a microwave gun where it makes people want to leave right away because they just kind of goes, like like a crowd control thing yeah yeah like it's a way to make people disperse like they feel like a warmth they just want to leave like oh shit like and then once you leave you're fine and you're not like burned or anything but it's it, like literally cooks like little the little parts of your like top of your skin very briefly yeah that would suck um so the next question they have are how is this happening and could this be a new surveillance system or is it a weapon when did this happen the savannah thing um, these symptoms were first diagnosed in 2016. 
So this is new. This is very new. And we've been we've had bases all over the world since, you know, time memoriam. But only in Havana, the stabbing thing happens. The stabbing, hearing, hearing the stabbing thing. Doesn't no, that's what it was syndrome? first uh, diagnosed. But they oh. once it got out, word got out. You know, it could have been a um, sort of a uh, sympathetic um, uh, situation. God, I, I, I don't know the technical term, but the idea where you hear about something and then you start to confirmation psychosomatic and, yeah psychosomatic sort of deal well that's no that's probably anyway yeah yeah anyways uh you know what i'm trying to say <laughs> we're done point yeah. being um so they ruled a lot of these out as stress or environmental causes like halogen lights or some shit for your headaches or whatever you're just prone to that kind of shit but a big chunk of them they couldn't explain except for microwaves like the most likely cause is microwaves or other dimensions but probably microwaves. And by, you don't mean like what we use in the kitchen microwaves, right? You just mean like microwave, the actual waves being broadcast by something. It's or the same frequency like- as used in your microwave. It's in the same range. But uh, uh, yeah, it's probably a more focused something or other that is targeting you- U.S. facilities. Skinwalker Ranch bras, the UFOs, they just like to shoot out different rays. There was the guy, this guy went on the Skinwalker Ranch bra. Yeah, like a radiation burn. Just going into like a well. Isn't that out of what, nowhere? Isn't that what the UFOs want? They want like they they're setting off nukes here in the US and Russia and shit and they don't want it, I think. They're oh, anti deactivating nukes. They're, yes. Well, yeah, actually that one time they like flipped it on and off. Like, That's like what I was thinking. Yeah, 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 yeah. In click, Russia. Yeah. Where they're like... yeah. <laughs> no, they they fucked with it. They don't like them. And that's why I think all the all the ships that they're flying around, I bet you there's some nuclear shit, like maybe a nuclear reactor or something that, you know, they're not telling us because they seem to be all over the Navy oh. and the Air Force. They're not telling anything about they're, they're not all over the Air Force, but the Air Force isn't saying anything anyway. The Air Force is not. Well, the Navy uses nuclear reactors in their ships. So they power most. Maybe of them. The, that's what I was thinking. Right. So yeah. that could that could just be attracting them already. Yeah, it could be. I think if it's not aliens, if it's not. Extra dimensional bullshit. If it's not uh, another Pac-Man. another um, country, I think it's definitely a Bond villain, right? Because this Jet is Pac Man's enemy. Pac Man, Jet Pac Man, Jet Pac Man. It's his enemy. That's why. That's who he's <laughs> after defeat. Microwave dude. Microwave dude. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting because I've always heard about uh, the idea that these these microwaves were causing. Um, these symptoms and this is kind of old news but just the fact that the cia released a study in january saying you know like all right this is legit and we're examining this further and we'll let you know yada yada yada. yeah okay when i hear syndrome it makes it sound like it's not contagious right it almost sounds like it's contagious or some shit well yeah i mean exactly just the syndrome syndrome i didn't know cancer was contagious but apparently among tasmanian devils some sort of face cancer is a face tumor cancer thing yeah man it's a tumor all right well thank you for joining us okay yep as always be Um, sure to tune in next time max why should they tune in next time find out why sean got that glass eye Hey, thanks for joining us on Better Than Most Things. Keep in mind that we are enthusiasts, not experts. 
If you want to know more about the topics we discussed, we encourage you to research them yourself and let us know if we missed anything. Submit your questions or interesting topics to our Discord. For all the latest updates, subscribe to our Twitter and Instagram, both at btmt underscore podcast. And please rate and subscribe on your podcast app.